This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Can't nobody hold this down, Paul. Because collectively, together, we are the Value Central Podcast. Man, we have had a hell of a week, too. So this is uh, this is the third day we've been trying to record this podcast. Paul lost power in Maine because uh, their infrastructure sucks. They still live in the 1800s. So he was out of power. There was, there was a state of emergency declared. This was a serious storm. No, I heard. I heard. I have a customer of ours. Uh, she just moved from Maine. And yeah. uh, so she and I were talking about it because she's lost family up there. But uh, yeah, Paul was out of power. I've I've haven't had a day off in three weeks, so uh, it's been fun. Paul asked me to get somebody to cover. I found Nick, but then I got stuck at work, so Nick and I couldn't record, and we had rescheduled. But then Nick got stuck at work, so luckily Paul has power back, and here we are. So what I hear in all that is once again, Paul saves the day. Somehow I knew you would turn this into something about you, Paul. You know what? Not only have I survived disaster to be here, I survived the fucking World Series. Listen, I'm back. We're not talking about baseball. We're talking about actual things that people give a crap about. You're goddamn right we're not talking about baseball. Fuck baseball. You're just mad because of the Astros. Is that what it I'm, is? I'm I'm just mad because who they pitched in Game Seven to start the game. After <laughs> game three, honestly, like that was a hell of a good series, and I, it, it was one of the things where you get down to Game Seven and neither team deserves to lose, but somebody has to. Mm. And you know what? You Darvish was just like, "Hey, I'm going to make everybody feel confident about who should lose this." All on me. <laughs> Well, I want to apologize to all the listeners for uh, all the baseball card talk in the last episode. Oh, they love it. But I do want to thank Dewan and Roddy Highest for filling in. ratings. We've, yeah, honestly, and they uh, not only did they fill in to record with me, but uh, they I, I was cutting in and out because we were having another storm before this big storm. So, I mean, it's been a rough couple of weeks. So, yeah, thank you, Dewan and Ronnie, for... Uh, not only joining me, but actually carrying the load uh, when it cut out. Ronnie even pieced it together and edited it and everything. So you know, thank you uh, both of you very much. R- Ronnie's really good at taking the load. Yeah, he loves a, he loves a nice <laughs> big load. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm about to die. I'm about to choke. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have them quit like seventeen podcasts, then you're gonna be upset because nobody will record them anymore. <laughs> uh, Ronnie's the best. He and I are recording after this, so yeah, it's been working <sighs> out. Anyways, lots going on, Paul. Lots going on. I gotta tell you, I will say last last week's episode was great when you guys didn't talk about baseball. The Valiant card that was great. I have so little clue what we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I, sure. I cut in and out so much. It was it was pretty rough. It's okay. I, I forgive I really you. Well. I forgive you. Uh, there's there's actually lots going on uh, with Valiant. My my the thing I'm most excited about is uh, they're they're going to be doing another secret weapons. I guess double zero this time. 
Uh, I heard something about that. I, there's been so much going on. I haven't been able to pay attention to the, uh, you know, the emails we get with all the press releases, but I did hear something about that. That's great. So we know already now that they're going to, we're going to be getting two additional issues past the, the series that wrapped up already. So that's great because it's been fantastic. Well, and we're going to see those kids in Harbinger Wars 2. So that'll be nice as well. Yeah. Even, even if we don't have another secret weapons going on, we'll still see the kids. And, uh, so yeah, I'm excited. It's, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? N- Nikki's gonna be the zero issue, and then the double zero is gonna be the guy. Is it, uh, Omar? No, not Omar, the other guy. Uh, the, the other main guy. Anyways, we're terrible Valiant fans. We don't know these names. Rexo? Oh, come on. No. <laughs> what's the guy's name? I know there's listeners like, what the hell? These guys don't know which, this guy's name. Which guy are you talking about? You're talking about the guy who conjures stuff or the guy that turns into a, a Tanuki Mario? <laughs> no, the conjure guy. His name's not Omar? No, it's not. What the hell is his name? I would know if the trade were released yet, Valiant. Uh, shame on you, Valiant. Dude, there, there are plenty of things out. Yeah, there are plenty of things out to coincide with Harbinger Wars 2. It's fine, Paul. Relax. Well, trades usually come out like right about the time the series wraps up, usually. Yeah, by uh, like the next month, right? Yeah, it's, it's coming soon. I, I think it actually might be out like next week or the week after. It's, it's soon, though. Dude, I don't even know when stuff comes out. I just As soon as I see it, I order it, and then when it shows up, I'm like, oh my god. Christmas time. Yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot this was coming. Yeah. So, yeah I ordered it through my LCS, and then I go, oh, you want my money? <laughs> See, that's why I don't mind, uh, you know, DCBS or uh, what's what's the other one that they own? Half price, not half price books. In stock trades. In stock trades. Uh, In stock trades is my shit now. Yeah, I am it's all great. about doing trades. I do not miss the floppies. And uh, man, I am all about purging. Like you, you claimed to be purging. And I, I call shenanigans on that because I, I have been purging. Not only did I purge my uh, my collection of floppies, I purged it again. It's down to very bare bones now, mm. just uh, uh, very few things. Um, but uh, I've been purging all my my books too. I'm like, I, okay, I, I'm really thinking about like, do I, do I want to keep this forever? Do I want to read it? There's some stuff I'm starting to be like, you know, what, screw it, just throwing it in a box and sending it on to Sparky. <laughs> Ivan, so get this. I purged my Cerebus. You know why? Dave Sim pissed me the fuck off. Oh, yeah? How's that? What is this crap he's been releasing lately. So he uh, did the Cerebus in Hell, which was, like, quirky and fun and whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously he has limitations, but he's doing what he can with it. Whatever. Like, that yeah. I had, was cool. I had no problem with it. It was all right. Then he does this Batvark thing. And that he's was been, horrible. There's three different things out now that has one page of new content, and the rest is a re-release of stuff that he released like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So you know what I said? I said, screw all this stuff. I went and traded it all in. The cool thing is I think I actually got more in trade credit than I paid for it. Nice. I don't know how that worked out, but it did. He should get uh, He should get an artist, man. You saw that? You, well, yeah, I think uh, Nick tagged you in it. Michael Cho, he had that uh, that service that he did. Were you tagged into yeah, that Twitter? Yeah, 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 Nick tagged me on that. Okay, I was I able so. to reply, you know, what with facing disasters and all. Uh, excuses, Paul. 
excuses. In that case, I was referring to Game 7 of the World Series. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was uh, that Michael Cho. I mean, dude, Michael Cho can do the hell out of some Cerebus. Just hire that yeah. guy. Write the story. I can dig that. But yeah, so anyways, I did. I Because I, I had quite a few volumes of Cerebus. Because I had bought... When I got the first volume, I bought four volumes on eBay for a wicked good deal. Um, and then I came across other good deals on them. So I, I, I think I had like 10 volumes. Mm-hmm. I had sent the first one on to, to Sparky to check out. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to read all this right now. I'm kind of pissed off about Dave Sim. Hmm. I just took all traded it all in. But I got, I got a bunch of trade credit and... I ordered my wife some books, and I just ordered myself uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck and a Donald Duck collection published by Fantagraphics. I know the Scrooge McDuck is Carl Barks, and the Donald Duck is either Carl Bar- Barks or Don Rosa, but it's really awesome uh, old Disney car- uh, comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you can use all that in-store credit to get yourself some Quantum and Woody meme variants. No, I can't. They oh. they only sell trades. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> okay, then, uh, go on to back to value now. Paul, wait, I wait, tried wait. to segue, and you ruined this podcast once well, again. Well, you did it poorly. I'm not going to lie. Where's Nick? Get Nick in here. You're right. Nick will lie, and then he'll talk about touching your penis. <laughs> There's uh no. Did you see these these meme variants? They look pretty sweet. I did not, but once again, I kind of caught wind that there was another interesting variant coming. There's so many things that I just haven't been able to pay attention to anything in the last week. Oh but yeah, because the whole no power thing. I well, I mean, I still have like my email and on my phone and stuff like that, but it's sure. like I'm trying to conserve my battery. There's so much other stuff going on. Um, just been crazy but that just shows how much interesting stuff has been happening in the last uh week or two mm-hmm. because even with all this other stuff going on it's like hitting the edge of my conscious you know so it's like i'm like oh i should i should double back on that when i have time <laughs> which uh, is right now yes. so tell me about it well I'll, t- I'll tell you about some of these uh one of the images so here's the images there's a there's a kano cover there's a mike norton cover who, by the way, Mike Norton's working on Astro City right now. It's fucking awesome. No way. I love yeah. Mike Norton. Anyways, Tom Fowler, friend of the show, Tom Fowler. And uh, uh, Jen Bartell, who does uh, Gem and the Holograms. Um, so these are the four meme variants. They're retailer like, specials. Like There's a certain, I don't know like what the deal is. They don't have uh, a lot of info on how the stores can get these, but stores can contact Valiant and they'll give them all the details. But they're just they're memes, but with Quantum and Woody on them. So the first one, which I believe is the Kano one, um, is uh, this image has been around for a long time, dude. It's uh, you know that Batman and Robin image where Batman is slapping Robin. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, that's it's, a good one. it's that one, but it's Quantum and uh, slapping Woody, and it says Quantum. Did you see that they're announcing a new and then. Quantum says, no spoilers, and slaps him. Um, my favorite is the, our dad's a goat, Aliens. Because, uh, you know, what's that show? Ancient, Ancient Aliens? That guy with the crazy hair. Like, everybody, every time something crazy happens, somebody always <laughs> makes a meme with this crazy haired dude saying it was Aliens. Uh, so it's that. And then the other ones look familiar, but I'm not sure like what the meme is. Those two I recognize pretty easily. So, uh, 
Yeah, those, these are actually pretty cool, dude. I might actually. I'm thinking about getting this aliens or dad's a goat aliens variant. Uh, it's pretty sweet looking. We gotta get all those for Ronnie because that's what he speaks in. <laughs> Ronnie does speak in memes. <laughs> oh, oh, Ronnie, he's the best. The he best. speaks more clearly in memes too. Is the funny part, right? Isn't it sad? Well, the thing is, he can't spell, so he can't help it. <laughs> He can't help it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about. I, I, I know you haven't been on on social, so you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I know I had some people that were uh, eagerly anticipating us discussing this, and this is kind of not up your alley, so I'm not sure you're going to want to talk about it. But uh, Dinesh tweeted out something, and uh, I, I wanted to make it kind of a centerpiece of this episode and we'll see how that goes but uh you know my favorite website bleeding cool you know that one uh they uh what they sometimes they have interesting articles on there and this uh, this is one that i usually actually do read even though i always pretend like i avoid that website completely um this one i do like and generally right before sales numbers come out uh rich over there will interview some stores uh like retailers around the uh, around the country and ask them like what comics are doing well what aren't doing well things like that and it's just like a one paragraph thing from each of these and usually it's like five or six retailers that they ask um just to get a feel for what the actual market is before these official numbers come out that don't mean a whole lot sometimes <laughs> and uh there was one quote on here that i thought was interesting and i'm going to read it to you now, they don't say what store says what, by the way. Uh, but I, I have an idea what store this is. It says, making more money off of Marvel back issues than current Marvel issues. Marvel needs to get their mojo back. Not a single Marvel book in their top ten this week. DC took every spot in the top ten. Which is odd, other than the metal hotness right now. Blah, 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 blah. Amazing Spider-Man now sells less copies than X of Man of War. Spider-Man just had a hit movie this year, yet is unable to sell at least double digits. So I thought that was pretty interesting because Spider-Man is – it's not quite the level of, you know, like what Batman is at DC. Um, and I think Spider-Man is one of the most iconic characters in comics. Correct. And at this store – For him to not be able to sell that much says a lot and for Exo Manowar to sell more than that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And for – for the comic shop to use Exo Man of War as an example says a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what other single character supersedes Spider-Man? Like Batman, probably. Suit, you know, Superman. Well, I mean, it would be big two characters. Yeah, but I, I mean, even like what other big two characters? Oh, like pop really media, a bigger. Yeah, have a bigger imprint in on the you know just society than Spider-Man. I don't think anybody else in Marvel has a bigger impact, like single character, than Spider-Man does. I mean, maybe Wolverine, but that's about it. Maybe, but even then, like because he's kind of counterculture and kind of ultra violent and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, he still has his mark, but I think that because Spider-Man is not only you know obsessed over by adults, but it's very kid friendly that. Spider-Man has a much bigger mark than Wolverine does. Sure. I don't think anybody in Marvel is bigger than Spider-Man. And 
you know, D- Batman and Superman. Like Batman probably is Superman. I'm I'm not positive. Like, but he was the other one that I would think might be. Spider Man's big. So that's that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, I the, the, I thought his book was a piece of shit too a while back. <laughs> I, I don't know how it is anymore, but the last time I tried to read Spider Man, he was like he turned into Tony Stark. I was like, why? Why would I want to read that? That's not what anybody wants from Spider Man. Is for him to be freaking Tony Stark. Yeah, he the underdog. Yeah. He's not the underdog anymore. This is exactly why comics like have to kind of level set periodically uh, when you have long, long running characters. Is you can't keep on progressing them because they just become a different character at some point if you constantly progress them. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people don't live in their 20s for 50 fucking years. <laughs> uh, well, uh, is that true, though? I mean, Batman's been roughly the same age for yeah, 78 Batman, years. Batman essentially psych- cycles back through the same stuff. I mean, you're you, that, but when has Batman changed? Batman, Batman, Batman still... changes all the time, dude. How so? How much Batman have you read? I've read plenty of Batman, but like from from, 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 from different I'm not, eras. I'm not saying it's yeah. I'm not saying it's the same story over and over. But there's not you know the underlying what Batman is 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 still always there. You know he. I mean and okay course, okay so the the times where yeah. somebody else has been Batman, but Bruce Wayne is always like there's there's you know the the rich playboy Bruce Wayne. And, but, but that hasn't you know, that own. hasn't always been the case, though. Yeah, but even then, like it, if it cycles off of that, it's it's a story, and that's this even a, a kind of story they've cycled through periodically. You know, that, that's like such a, a, a stereotypical story to you know you were rich and you lost it all because the bad guys you know did something skeevy you know. But you know, I mean, it it still cycles back to Bruce Wayne being Bruce Wayne, Batman being Batman. So, you know, like, I don't know, just seeing what I saw with Spider-Man, it's like they, they want to progress him, but it's like, okay, so as he gets older, he just gets more stable, but then it's like you don't want him to be, end up being an old man, so he still kind of stays young, so it's like he keeps on progressing in life, but without getting older, so now it's like he, but now he's like Tony Stark, he, he runs a huge corporation, he's rich, like, that takes it away from the basic dynamic of what made Spider-Man Spider-Man. Good point. That I will give you. That I will give you. Yeah, I tried to I tried to give that book a shot, and I thought it was it was interesting. It was fun, but uh, it wasn't. It didn't feel like Spider-Man. And the thing is, like yeah. t- Tony Stark's not there anymore. He's like a computer hologram now. So uh, I don't. I don't even. Yeah. Really yeah. We're we're not. <laughs> we're not. The point is, at this particular store, at least. Uh, Exo does better than a, st- a Marvel staple like Spider Man, which is really interesting. You know why? Because it's new and fresh. No, everybody wants to figure out what she does with that tail. <laughs> uh, sure, Paul. I'm sure that's it. So you're saying that Exo Man of War is a pornographic book? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that's what people are hoping will happen. <laughs> Um, so I don't, I don't know what store this was. My assumption is that it's uh, Sailfish. 
uh, who is the, they work with Valiant quite a bit. They do uh, variant covers all the time for different uh, Valiant books. They're somewhat local to me, so I've I've been to their booths. I've talked to their guys. Like they they actually do really enjoy Valiant, and and yeah. I think that translates well probably to their sales, right? If if X is doing that well for them. Yeah, and you know, it, and it just goes to show that when you own a shop, you can have a big impact on what sells well. You're always going to have the stuff that sells well that's just going to sell well. You know, the Marvel and DC stuff and, the, you know, image stuff like Walking Dead, stuff like that. You know, it's like it's always going to sell. You don't have to work to make that sell at least at a certain level. Mm-hmm. But you could take these other things that it, if you don't push them at all, they won't sell at all. Well, and But you can make them sell. And I think that also shows that if you have a good shop with knowledgeable employees that actually give a shit about being there, uh, that you can actually sell them something other than a Marvel and a DC book. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, their stores clo- – uh, granted, stores still close, but there's stores that open up and they do, you know, like DC exclusive, a Marvel exclusive, or not even that. They might just do like the top 20 books from DC and Marvel. And then, you know, like whatever, Walking Dead and Saga. Okay? Because those will sell. And I get it. It's a business. you got to have what you know will sell. But at the same time, this shows that you can have other stuff. You don't need to rely exclusively on Big Two to get things done. And, yeah. dude, the metal shit is selling like crazy right now. Doomsday Clock's about to come out. That's going to sell like crazy for DC. Marvel's in a really weird spot. You know what I'm saying? So... Right now is a really good time for other publishers to be stepping up and showcasing what they have while the audience is distracted from Marvel relaunching stuff consistently. Yeah, I, I'm i in a place right now where I, I have zero interest in current Marvel and DC. Like, it just... Well, that's because you're crazy. I don't know. All of it is just, meh. <laughs> now, it's really just because I'm I'm really... I'd rather read stuff once, like, the whole story is established now instead of, you know... There's so many things that, like, there's hype and you get excited and you get... Then... A bunch of crap, but you just got excited about it through the process because everybody else was. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I gotcha. Uh, There was another story... I'm not saying that DC and Marvel is crap, or that the other stuff isn't good, but I'm... It's like, uh, who was it, Dallo tweeted us about the Doomsday Clock. And I said, I can't wait to read that when I get it from the library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mike was like, yeah, so you can't wait to read the year. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, that's 12 issues, so. Um, another store saying that Bloodshot Salvation is doing bang good for them, like, you know, selling right alongside DC and Marvel books. So uh, different strokes for different folks, but uh, it's good to see... A couple shops talking Valiant on here. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't happen all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting worried. Oh, only six books, only six books. Like, what's going on with this? All these minis. Paul, if everyone just listened to the Valiant Central podcast, the world would be a better place. Because we talk about this shit all the time. Why are you freaking out? Don't be a Trump. It's fine, dude. Just give it time. Let it breathe. The books will come out. They're going to be good. And maybe now we're finally getting to see maybe that people outside of Valiant fans start thinking that these books are really good as well. 
Yeah, people get too anxious about stuff. You're not you're not gonna make something happen by getting all anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Now, the one thing that I am anxious about is this new Bloodshot arc that's coming out early next year. Starting with issue six, Paul, the book Which, of the dead. Yeah. That's one of the many things is like, oh man, I should read that later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so in uh, in the Book of the Dead, Bloodshot's going to be going to the dead side to uh, see what the hell's going on with his kid because his kid has nanites and there's some crazy shit going on and there's something in the dead side that can help him. Now that's exciting and all. Okay. Renato Guedes will be back for art. He's fucking awesome. Let me repeat. Renato Guedes is fucking awesome. Um, of course, Jeff Lemire's writing it. There's a couple things that are really interesting about this, Paul. And that's why I'm glad we do this podcast. So I can predict stuff months in advance and then be right when it releases. Do you remember anything about Book of the Dead, Paul? From from years past, I remember everything. Mm-hmm. Book of the Dead Always. has been teased for like a year and a half now, I think. Now people haven't realized this, and I'm not going to give you any information about where you can go, but it's out there. Trust me. Go start looking around, okay? And you'll come upon Book of the Dead stuff. Okay, Dinesh has tweeted about it. Valiant's posted about it. Um, there's been stuff in the books about it. This has been quite a while since, uh, oh God, what was the event? The fall of stuff. The Book of Death. Yeah. Yeah, Book of Death. Since around that time, there's been hints of Book of the Dead. And now we're finally going to see Bloodshot going to the dead side. Now, Paul, do you remember around the time of Book of Death, there were a couple characters. There was that big poster and there were a couple characters that nobody knew what they were about. Yeah. You remember that? Okay. Let's do yeah, this. Like the one, one I, in the suit? Yeah, somebody in a suit. So let's do this. Five bucks says we'll be seeing that character in this arc. One of them had hands? Mm, they had hands and a head? Definitely eyes. I don't know about ears, but definitely eyes. Digits. Digits. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. This will be... Uh, this will be something really interesting that'll really reshape Bloodshot again. That's, dude, that's one thing. Okay, so you know me. I've been a little tough on Bloodshot since it was relaunched. Okay, this is not a secret. Okay, I love that first arc. And then after that, I was like, okay, this is really good. But, this is really good. But, um, but I will say that one good thing about Jeff Lemire and this character is he's always doing something cool and interesting with him. And trying to reimagine it in some way or other. And, you know, regardless of how ultimately I feel about it, it really works with this character. And it's made for some really, really fun stories. And having Bloodshot go to the dead side, I can guarantee it's going to be freaking awesome. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I can't wait for it. I saw that and I was excited about... uh... Is it what it say? It's gonna it's gonna foretell the book of the dead. Mm-hmm. 
issue number six. So yeah, I'm excited about that. It's just like I've been saying for a while. Like I, I really getting around to getting into the the meaty stories that are what we really liked about Valiant, and I I just I like so much of what's coming on the landscape uh, ahead of us mm-hmm. with Bloodshot. I mean, you know, just like you said, Bloodshot Reborn. Like it started off really great. And then it just got into like all these kind of weird stories, and I was talking with somebody about uh, Deathmate. Oh God! Wait, the character or the crossover? The the character. Okay. Just that, yeah. The the it was a Bloodshot Island arc and mm-hmm. Deathmate bringing K back in that way and all that kind of stuff. And I still have mixed feelings about it because I really liked the character K, and I'm kind of like, what the fuck are you doing with this? Like, I don't know, just. I enjoyed the I I enjoyed the story for what it was worth, which is what I've said plenty of times about the you know latter I don't know three fifths of Bloodshot Reborn. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that was when I'm just kind of like, well, why'd you have to fuck with that character? Like, just leave it alone. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I'm looking forward to what they're getting onto now. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. looking forward. You know, we know everything is going to start converging for uh, Harbinger Wars 2, and I'm excited to see how it converges because, I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, Harbinger Wars 1 brought Bloodshot and then, you know, the the bulk of people from the Harbinger title head-to-head, you know, hardcore. uh, And, you know, aside from that, Armor Hunters... Kind of, I mean, brought people together in a way, but you, you haven't seen the kind of meshing that I think we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's going to be on a bigger scale than what we saw in Harbinger Wars 1. And I don't think anything has had, like, this level of real, like, you know, just ramming these different forces that we haven't seen go against each other, you know? Yep. I mean, we've, seen kind of, we've seen the kind of like the, the mix of characters in Unity, where you have Eric and you have Ninjak and you have Livewire and you have, you know, various other moving pieces, Eternal Warrior, you know, all these different things. But that was kind of different, you know. It was just a team up book, not this like these are different characters on different divergent paths, and but all those paths are running into each other. So I'm excited about it for sure. All right, let's thank our patrons, Paul, and then we're gonna get to some questions. That we got from the Twitter machine. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Valiant Central Podcast. And uh, this week, I want to thank Justin E., Rowan R., JL, Mike C., Travis W., Michael S., Malo is acting up, and Julian F., who, yes, that is my brother. Okay? Just everybody knows. All right, let's get to some questions, Paul. Some it's very good. We had good questions last time we had questions. Well, some of these were intended for Nick, but since he's not here, you're going to be Nick. It's okay. I'll answer them better. All right. First one up. How many issues until they kill the Clutterman Woody book again? <laughs> that was uh, Larry. Um, God, Larry. Why so serious? Twelve issues. Yeah, I would guess it's going to be 12 issues, and I don't think it's going to be killing it. I think it's going to be running its course. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> oh, come on. Larry's a nice guy. Um, I, was supposed to meet, I was supposed to meet Larry at Heroes Con and totally missed him because the reception in that place is horrible. That's usually the case. Horrible. Well, the, when you go to, if you ever go to Heroes, you'll see. 
um, you go in, but the convention center is downstairs. So you're in a basement in a you know with concrete walls and, and a tin roof on top of you. So uh, reception is terrible. Like if you want to talk to anybody, you have to go up the stairs, and then when you're done, you go back downstairs and get back in the convention center. Um, anyways, there's Before what question number two. Yeah. The far side has just some of the greatest lines in rap. Oh, I thought you meant the the, the comic. You mean the rap? No, the, yeah, the far side. P h a r c y d e. Yeah, man, they're great. If if any of you have been listened to the far side, I mean, assuming you like rap at all, like you should listen to the far side. But um, one of my favorite lines of theirs has always been uh, "housing motherfuckers like a real estate agent," <laughs> especially just the way it's delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, I was reading the lyrics here to uh, "Soulflower," some which is stuck in my head. Uh, well, the the line "shot him in the ass on the downstroke" has been stuck in my head. Then right after that, I, I couldn't quite tell what they were saying, but it was souped on the beat like a bowl of chicken noodles. <laughs> fucking tight. I just love it. Just love it. Oh, Paul. Paul, you cut <sighs> me up. All right, anyways. It, back it to questions. With the whole this or that. I'm like, dude, you guys talked about about uh, Black Sheep? No, just stole the lion. That's all. <laughs> uh, this or that for Nick. Oh, wait, we're not doing this or that with Nick. This, we'll do this or that with Nick one day. Name check abilities and money or exosuit, but in barbarian times. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go exosuit, but in barbarian times. Well, what's the criteria here? Like, I'd rather have ninja suit and money because I don't want to live in barbarian times. Well, obviously, you missed the point of this or that. There's no in-between. It's either have ninja abilities and money or the exosuit but you live in barbarian times. Well, I, and I just said my answer is ninja suit and money because I don't want to live in barbarian times. I would rather have his suit and money here and not live in barbarian times. I wouldn't have the far side in barbarian times. <laughs> Why don't you get this, Martin? It's very clear here. <sighs> but or they... is it going to be like in, uh, in 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 old school Unity how uh, they all get sent back to their time so Eric actually gets sent back to the Visigoth time? Uh, and shit just goes crazy. Hey, whoa, whoa, that was a good story, though. Oh, that ta- was good. When that they, was very good. You, yeah. You're talking about when uh, when they kill his wife or whatever? Yeah, it was yeah. when they kill his wife, right? Yeah. That was probably the best thing in XO, in the original XO, was that story. That was great. Yeah, pretty close to it. Oh, God, yeah, that was a good one. God, I want that omnibus now. Mm. Mm. I need 50 bucks. Is that all it is? On in stock trades, yeah, I think it's fifty bucks. Well, save up that patron money. Yeah. All right. Come on, patrons. Having all right. Here we go. Here's another one. Would you rather this or that? Have Betamax follow you around everywhere you go, even to the bathroom, or have Davy from A and A narrating your every move for a month? Betamax, I would totally teach him to hold it. Oh hell yes. You'd be just holding my junk while I took a piss. I would have Betamax fax pictures of my wiener to uh, everybody. <laughs> How's that? Is that a good answer? Uh, Betamax wins. The fact of the matter is there's a right and wrong answer there, and we both just said the right answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Davey can't smell good either. True. Very, very... No, Davey does not smell good. 
He's a freaking frog, dude. He's just, he smells like crap. He smells like the swamp. Frog? Davy's a fish. Well, a fish, whatever. He smells like swamp ass. Okay, we can't have that. Dude, fish just don't smell good. And you know he's not happy because he's on water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, those were Ronnie's questions. Thanks, Ronnie. What Valiant book have we enjoyed the most and why? That was probably more for Nick because he's not always on here. I think uh, we can both agree Seeker Weapons, right? What? Well, they didn't just say current books. Oh, good point. Well, yeah. it was VEI. Yeah, so I mean, like twenty twelve plus. I I would okay. So how long? So five years, right? Yep. Valiant's been coming out for five years. Yep. I, I'm gonna kind of walk you through like the things. So there there are great stories, but the things that have like the specialist moments for you. It depends on when you start reading them, like how stuff hits you and stuff like that. So it's not always about like what we think is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so going going back to the to kind of the the beginning, um, I really dug the first arc of Bloodshot because it was just crazy, and I had never read comics like that. You meant the I read Sosinski. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I really dug uh, when I finally read the first issue of Unity, where Eric shot the guy's head through another guy's chest. That's what got me to start reading EXO. So that was a special moment for me, where I just absolutely loved reading that. And then I read, I, I went on eBay and bought like 19 issues of EXO and just pounded through them in no time. Mm. Uh, so that was that was one of my like very enjoyable moments. Um, the Valiant was one of my absolute favorite things to read. Um, and, uh, you know, and Secret Weapons more recently. There's probably a couple other things in there, but yeah, a few of those early moments. The thing is, is like, you only get one opportunity to like get exposed to something new. And with diving into Valiant, when I did, you know, it, there was a little bit out, but not that much. Then I, I kind of bit on part of it, and then I got into other stuff. I had a like a few of those just great moments that were just like totally like this is something totally new and I like you can't experience it again like once you've done it like you, you can't ever get that feeling again so those moments will always be special ones even if later on there's things that you actually like you know mm-hmm. even better quality wise like man those those finding something special and new moments are just like nothing else yep I'll give you that uh, I'm trying to think for me. Well, obviously, Divinity was really big for me because I oh, read yeah, that. Divinity was you know, great. I read that a dozen times, as you know, and you made fun of me for weeks about. I I read it twice, which is like 47 times for you. <laughs> uh, so that was really great. I'm trying to th- go back to like older stuff. Um, obviously, the uh, the Ex Manowar relaunch was really great because that whole first arc was pretty much a four-issue retelling of the original X of Man of War Zero, which is the book that introduced me to Valiant in 93. So uh, that holds a special place in my heart. And, of course, Venditti is still the best, even though he's not with Valiant anymore. He's writing that shitty Green Lantern book. It's so good. No, he doesn't write the shitty one. He writes the amazing one. I just knocking Green Lantern. Cause... I know. He wears a fucking ring. Come on. You wear a ring, bro. Don't don't hate. Yeah. You, you're my, just mad my, your ring doesn't give you powers. I, I don't write a comic about mine either. You should. 
I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. I mean, there's been some stuff that's been really good and really, really new and different for Valiant. Um, like, you know, the, the Armor Hunter stuff, that was new and different. Uh, the Valiant, yeah. that was new and different. Yeah, the Valiant, Armor Hunters, uh, Book of Death, in a, in a way, like, there were, there, depending on what, what you go into it expecting. If you go into it with high expectations, I feel like you leave it let down because it's not meant to deliver the way people are used to things delivering. Mm. But man, that, that first issue of Book of Death, man, that was exciting stuff. Good stuff. Um, and then also the the fall of bloodshot, I would say, was the most exciting of the fall issues. Um, yeah, that armor hunters, like the 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 scope of armor hunters was great. And even if you 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 know knock off the the three issue kind of side stories that you don't aren't very necessary, you know, the bloodshot and harbinger ones. Mm-hmm. Bloodshot it ties into the the bigger story a little bit, but like for the most part, those are less consequential. Even if you you know knock off, you, I mean, you can narrow it down to a smaller story and still get a, a great story out of it. But yeah, Armor Hunters, the scope of it was pretty awesome and it was very well done. Um, yeah, you know the, the those things were great. Um, the beginning of Bloodshot Reborn, I think, was one of the best things that we've had too. Mm-hmm. The first like two arcs to that. All right, final question. From uh, your son, my arch nemesis, Aaron Bell. If you could take one character from each of the big two and team him with a Valiant character, who would it be and why? Well, obviously the right answer is uh, Iron Man and Exo Man of War. Because they can make video games and comics and stuff out of it. One character from each of the big two, though. So who else? Who from DC? Oh, 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 oh. Hmm. Cyborg, then they just go around saying booyah all the time. <laughs> Cyborg, Iron Man, and Exo Man of War uh, fight Hydra. Subtitle, booyah. That just all sounds terrible. It would be called Armored, colon, booyah. See, I, I, I'm going to go different. I think you can go different ways with this. Like, I think we could brainstorm some here, but... Uh... I'm going to go Wolverine, Bloodshot, not this Reborn shit, like the original Bloodshot, like, you know, the, the first arc before he, you know, found emotions, um, and Deathstroke, and, uh, yeah, they're just all going at it. <laughs> Crazy shit, dude. Actually, that's pretty good. I like that. I don't know why it has that... to be big, too, man. I would love to see, like, uh, Spawn Shadow, man. That'd be badass. And I would love to see... Um, so many things I'd love to see. Uh, Cerebus and the goat. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Would you have Dave Sim write it, though? Oh yeah, Cerebus would be the driving force behind it. It would be how he reacted to the goat. Oh my um, god. Wait, do you think he would do the goat funny, though? Because you could do some serious shit with the goat. You can do it any any what way. It's going to be Cerebus's reaction, whether it's serious, whether it's humorous, or whatever. It's all Cerebus is the one that sells everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm surprised no turtles, dude. You've been asking for a turtle crossover. What's up? Well, why would I? 
you know, theorize about something when it's already been promised to me by the Nash. <laughs> uh, uh, good point. Good point. Very good point. Yeah, you know, some some turtles versus unity would be pretty awesome. I guess. Just think about it. You know, they, they their missions would be crossing. You know, they, they would be going after each other. And of course, like the turtles' first impulse is not to kill, but then Injack comes in to chop Michelangelo's head off because he's you know a murderous bastard. Dude, Raphael wouldn't even think twice about you know shoving his side right in the the, the small Injack's spine, crippling that fucker. <laughs> Dead Ninjack, Raphael, looked at it a little differently now. No, so you're doing it wrong. You need to do it slightly different. You do it from the viewpoint of the villains. And you can have Master Dark invading Dimension X. And that's how the Turtles and all those guys get involved. But ultimately... would be like, why well, are you fucking with my shit? That's what I'm saying. Ultimately, it'd just be a, a Dark versus Krang story. By, by the way, have you been reading Ninja Turtles? No, I'm like five issues behind. Ah, uh, well, that's not that far bef- behind, but uh, you, you got to catch up. Read, read through seventy-five. Okay. Oh, okay, so I'm six behind. Yeah, I, I will not say that this trial of Kring has been my favorite arc. Yeah. But um, yeah, stuff goes down at the end of it. Let's just say that. All right, I'll check it out. Check it, check it out. That's it, Paul. We're done. I think we're pretty much done. We're done. Uh, let's see. Not this weekend, but next weekend is uh, the 10th through the 12th, and it just so happens to be NC Comic Con in beautiful Durham, North Carolina. So I might be there, and uh, there's going to be panels. There's going to be stuff. So I'm, so thinking, I'm thinking about going. Well, shut your damn mouth. Uh, so I, I, I'm considering going. I haven't decided yet. I've been the last couple of years, the last three years, I think I've been. Uh, but it's like a four-hour drive, and the kids always like going there. So it's, you know, eight hours in the car with the kids. Uh, we'll see. But if I do go, if I do go, I'll record the panels. So uh, maybe we'll just put those out uh, as bonus episodes or maybe just for the patrons or whatever. If you are a patron, uh, this weekend I'll be putting out the episode that Paul and I recorded, what, last week? Two weeks ago? On uh, Hoopla and Comicsology Unlimited and some other interesting stuff. So that'll be out this weekend. And again, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash valiantcenturepodcast. And uh, I think that's it, Paul. You got anything else? No. Great. You've been listening to the Valiant Central Podcast, episode 148. Two episodes until our big 150. We need to uh, get that stuff sorted out, Paul, so we can announce stuff. Yes. Great. You can find Paul on Twitter at Who's Paul. I'm at Geekvine, and together we are at Valiant underscore Central. Until next time, go, uh, go, go review the show on iTunes. How about that? We never asked for that. Have a good night. Shot him in the ass on the downstroke. Mm-hmm.